Welcome to the Sim Soul Sessions podcast, where today we are talking through hurt, healing, and healthy relationships. there and welcome. I cannot believe we are four episodes into the Simsoul Sessions podcast. I'm Simone Clark Cooper, grateful again for the opportunity to share this safe and precious space with you. Thank you so much for the time you're taking to listen to this. So in today's session, Digital Rising Stars and X Factor 2018 winner Dalton Harris takes the spotlight. We are revisiting our Simso Sessions TV show when Dalton shared with us his difficult journey with depression after he found fame. We're also going to hear about his rocky relationship with his mother from the second time he came on the show. It was actually a part two um, or two-parter with Dalton. Uh, they, Dalton and his mom, later worked through their relationship and came to some semblance of healing. And then, after we revisit that, I'm so very excited to say we're going to catch up with Dalton to see how he has been since we sat for those television episodes. Please remember that you guys can watch the episodes as they aired in full online at Simone Clark Cooper on YouTube. Before you head there, though, please have a listen to this. Tonight's strongman is Dalton Harris, Digital Rising Stars and 2018 X Factor winner. But more importantly, a simple human being just trying to find his place in the world. Dalton, it is my honor. And I'm going to let everybody know that you reached out after our first show and that you said you would be on tonight on the condition that we hold nothing back. So I saw your concert on Saturday. It was amazing. It was fantastic. When, when you sing, you become somebody else and it's hard to look at you it was hard to look at you on saturday and think about the journey that you've had up until now um we spoke before the show and you told me that rising stars for you was something that ought to have been the best thing but felt like the worst thing that had happened to you in your life and it kind of set in motion a series of events that went well after x factor so we're looking at you and we're thinking Dalton is great, but that really has not been the case, Dalton. Not for the most part, but when has it ever been, you know? Um, and I think it's it's what makes me who I am now, you know? Like all of that. What was the difficulty during Rising Stars? You know, you had some issues going on with your family, mm. but, but this is a time when you should have been happy and excited and joyful. Um, but it yeah. wasn't anything but. Yeah, I think um, before Rising Stars, I mean, I mean, I, I lived with a single mom, and it was not easy, you know, absent fathers, and I think that's oftentimes a narrative in a Jamaican household. It's just a woman, you know, um, single parent, and stress come. You know, it was it wasn't the best, you know. There was abuse, and my mom understands, and you know, it was hard. And after Rising Stars, I guess I was exposed to the bigger world. And with that came a lot of expectations and it got to a point where even going to case, I used to cover my face every single day going to school. Yeah. So I guess when you look on TV, people expect to be rich and everything good. And 
some people to say opening or yeah, tech box or you know stuff like that and you kind of humiliate in a way because I put myself to that standard of somebody's opinion and it was turmoil you know uh, you know the the, 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 the the derogative slurs and stuff that would be that means well. so it wasn't easy yeah. and moving to Kingston was hard as well being on your own you know and being famous and being subject to the same things as a normal human kind of makes your journey a bit tougher because people looking and they think their opinions are more important than just allowing you to have a normal human experience you know gotcha. so what's the sort of work to do so then, so then you win X Factor. You told me, um, Dalton, that you've, you've battled crippling depression. You were yes. at, at the, the depths of it all. And in January of this year, you decided you had to do something about it. So you did what? I went to rehab. Tell me about that. Yes. Um, I went to rehab in Arizona, Phoenix, for two weeks. And it was um, the best decision I made in my life. You know, and I think... There was a lot of childhood trauma that I needed to heal. And upon going to rehab, I was speaking with my mom because it was right around January where we started communicating again. And I was like, mom, I'm going into rehab and this is what I'm going to speak about. And it's going to be hard. So, you know, be patient with me. Sometimes it takes me and I'm a bit emotional about certain things. I didn't want to be angry at her or snap or like feel weird about it. And she was very supportive and she's like, I understand. And I went there and I got my healing and I tried to use that healing to help her heal as well, you know. And, um, it was tough. Rehab was tough because, you know, there's no phones, there's no contact with the outside world, really. And um, it's like school. So you get up from seven and then you go and you're doing experiential work. You're describing your feelings, you're, you're, you're addressing and and and. and coming face to face with all the trauma from childhood, whether it was neglect or like, you know, physical abuse or um, just um, feeling, you know, there's so many implications of poverty and so many implications of how somebody parent based on resources made available and their education as well, you know, and it was, it was tough and it was uncomfortable yeah. when I came out being healed from there's so many things that I was like oh I got it you know so it's like you took that burden off yourself and placed it elsewhere into the world and just I kind of I'm able now to live a life where when I smile I smile oh, Dalton. Yeah. so it, it, it was tough though you know it, not like it was tough but oh it's it's a real thing to smile and be empty behind you behind your eyes and when you're able to smile yeah. And actually feel that smile from your heart. It's an amazing thing. So um, Sharon Schroeder, producer of Digicel Rising Stars, is here. Um, in my discussions with Dalton, I'm going to tell you, Dalton, is it okay if I, told, if, I, if I tell Sharon what you said to me about her? Yes. I'm quoting him directly. He said, Sharon Schroeder was my rock. She kept me alive. With tears in my eyes, I love that woman so much. I would give my last breath for her. Dalton, did I quote you right? Yes. Can you can you expand on that a little bit for me? All right, Sharon Schroeder. I auditioned for this little show called Rising Stars. I mean, I've been involved on TV, really. And um, since then, she's been more than a producer. And I think she's adapted the role of mom 
you know, and, and, and friend and everything. And, and there's nothing that she doesn't know about me. So if she really want to kill my career, she should want to She knows everything, you know, and I think I value her so much because in my toughest times, she's been there, you know, and, and, and always. Remember the first time I got lift for Mrs. Spawn, and I think my big man when I was 17, but more lift for me. She's always accommodated, supported, loved, understood, advised, been honest, you know. Um, she's my rock, you know, without her, yeah. it, it, would, it would be complicated to find someone else to communicate myself and my soul. Oh. So that's Sharon. Yeah. Wow. But you knew. Tell me about the Dalton you met in 2010 and oh, the Dalton you see now. You know, I remember Dalton in that yellow. It was like, it was a hoodie, don't. Running out it of. It was supposed to be, but I did shirt and hoodie. Couldn't yeah. Really. I'm running out of the room after he got. We used to give golden tickets. And he ran out and he's like, I get the tickets, I get the ticket. Throughout Rising Stars in 2010 i mean he you could tell that dalton was a, a an exceptional talent but there was just a lot that he wasn't exposed to um i guess maybe because he was he gave a lot of trouble but good trouble like he was very you know mischievous and up and down up and down all the time and you know um you tell him don't do something, but he's going to do it because he's never done it before, and I'm going to do it. Learning like a real, about, yeah, man. About real. A new reality. Ever since then, I mean, he's he's one of my children. You know, Dalton and I, I think, have a more special relationship um, because I do see him as not didn't give birth to him as but, one of your own. you know as one of my own and if there's anything that he needs you know he knows that he can always call um how do you how do you feel now that you see him stepping into a phase of his life where he's happy i'm i'm so proud of him i mean to the point where like sometimes i will tell dalton you know stuff that i'm going through what? you know that kind of a thing turn and, now. yeah <laughs> you know because and i and i say you know how do you you know deal with certain things and um, because that that light that mm -hmm. he has inside of him is so so bright, mm -hmm. and it's it's something that I think that if everyone in the world has that light, the world would be such a better place. Oh, that's so beautiful, you know? that, That's that's what he he has. You know, it, Dalton always says, you know, peace and love, love and light, and it's true. You know, that's. That's that's what that's what he radiates. That is what everybody who, you know, he comes into contact with. Once you once you talk to him, and even through his music, Trust you know, me. when when Dalton sings, yeah. I mean, you you feel, you it. feel it in your core, in your soul. And we've also got someone else here who wants to share some love with you tonight. Dalton's Bye. mother, Sylvia Campbell. Dalton Harris, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go wash my food quick and make sure some look good. Well, like first time I have tea with my mother. So. Yeah, we're very happy your feet are washed. I'm sure your mother is also <laughs> very happy that you clean up yourself before you came on TV. <laughs> Let's go into probing um, 
the issues or what has happened with your mom over these last couple of months. Uh, a lot of people were watching last week. They were surprised to hear you say you were working on the relationship because the last thing mm -hmm. a lot of people remember is a lot of ugliness and a lot of um, yeah. bitterness in the public sphere. Um, you yes, you, you told me that in January you made a call to your brother and your, your mom said hi in the background and that was the beginning of something beautiful. Talk me through that. Yeah, so I called my brothers because I think we've always had, um, you know, the brother and sisterhood of my family, though we're small and tiny, we've always kind of kept together, regardless of what's happening. And I, I call my brother and she opens in another video, in another background, you know. And I saw her and, you know, seeing her was kind of like weird because we hadn't seen face to face each other for a, a year, you know, and there were so many things happening on social media. Most of it wasn't true, but still, I had to live through that as yeah, did she. Yeah. So, you know, seeing her and she was like, hi, it's almost like, I feel like my mom was afraid of me, you know, cause the way, the way she just say hi is like me, I say, I don't know what people are tell her how the thing affect her, cause it's my job, you know, but it's not hers. So while me might use to it, I'm a tough and understand some things. She not used to that. You mm -hmm. know, mother touches and she, you know, she did fierce and them thing about she have, she's a sensitive woman, you know, and she, so I felt it was my job to protect her from whatever anybody else could see. You know, see. you know what's was, funny about what you're saying to me, Mr. Harris, is that your mom told me that that's who you've always been all your life. She told me you mm -hmm. were her best friend, her brother her husband, her protector. So it doesn't surprise you, Mommy Sylvia, that he would say that, does it? No. No. And that was a tough time for you, for real, because there was a lot of stuff going on. You told me earlier you couldn't even walk on the street properly. No, I couldn't. Tell me about it. Um, I remember when. We don't have to be nervous. We're in a safe space. It's all you love all here, right. Mom. It's all love. Yeah. Breathe. I remember when this all started. And I was nervous, and nobody was on my side to that. Mm -hmm. But I had my girlfriend, Cheryl. She was there at my support, and Lisa. I remember one morning I was there. And um, I didn't understand anything about the, um, the social media thing, but no. my son when I said, Mommy, is not everything you hear? You see them put up, you know, it's true because I know my brother like that. So anyway, um, Lisa called her cousin and said, um, he need to talk to me. I said, no, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be by myself. And she, he said, he hugged me and said, Sylvia, you need to talk to Lisa today. But anyhow, she called and she was crying. And she said, oh, Sylvia Dalton did it. And she always loved Dalton coming from Rising Star time. She wanted to go nothing, you know. Mm. She carried me go her house and she go accordingly. Meet all of the singers and the celebrities and all of that. But me was a person, you know. So anyhow, when they started, it was so hard mm -hmm. and people bash and they say a lot of things. But regardless of what was coming, I always love my son mm -hmm. because I am looking at the days when water for carry, the chip chip for go for. I remember when I had my daughter and he said, "Mommy." I was going through a really bad time. And Dalton was there like a father. I said, Mommy, put Narek in my name. I said, Jib Put his sister. Yes. Give her, give her. To, in his, put her in his in name. His and name. I said, I can't do that. 
and where we used to live, water used to come through the, the, the thing like that, and every time him kneel down and flood you know, out, everything flood out. Every yeah, flood out, and him dry it up with me, you know. And as I tell her, say mother helpful look, but he mm -hmm. hard yes, though, you tough know. head. Yeah, if you tell Jeb and say don't, we have a a, a, arm, a place where them not dig a pizza water story night. It, I mean, we tell him, say, Jayvon, don't go in there. Simone and no Jayvon, me attack. I'm me gone, him go down in there. So anyhow, when I mm. clean the water, I say, Mommy, I'm not going to this, you know. I'm not going to poverty because... And him always did the help me put up the zinc, dig up the hole, and he went, time grows slim and more, you know, and him did it. So when this thing come up, Simone, it never easy because yeah. we were there for each other. Dalton, you said when you when you were in rehab, you um, you worked through some some stuff with your mom yeah. that you thought you didn't get, but you also told me one away that you don't blame her because you don't think she had the tools. Can we talk a little bit mm -hmm. about about that? Some of what you yeah. worked through and I think um, my mom and I've always fought for her my entire life, you know, because mother, mother, I'm a, I'm a me are protector. And my mom was an extremely abused child, you know. She was shunned by her family. I grew up being defensive of my mom when she went around her brothers and sisters and her mom because they never liked her, you know. And, and we're not saying that for people to go send hate, you know. We're just talking about what she's gone through. And she's been physically abused. She's been neglected, you know, put out, left by. All she had was us. You know, so I grew up with that mentality. Yeah. And if I have gone out into the world and left Jamaica and went to America and lived there and is making myself a better human being all around, I want to bring her with me. So if I feel like I have the tools, then I go kill my mother, I go teach her certain things. And I'm happy so she find, you know, solace in religion and God and, and, and her faith. But I've always been a change agent for my family. And so... It was my duty, you know, to, 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 to communicate certain tools and skills and going into rehab was, I think, destiny because we reconnected right around the time when I was about to go, you know, we talked on the phone every day and I said, mommy, man, we're going to rehab, you know, and such and such and such. I'm like, she know, you know, come on, I don't know where rehab, she said, I want you, so. Mm -hmm. The mother said, I'm going to go Black Lives Matter, and she said, I want you, so. But anyways, um, yeah, I feel like she's had a ridiculously hard life, you know. And so, and so around. was that kind of like a cycle that was kind of perpetuating yeah. itself with you? And then, yeah, yeah, and it, then, it yeah, and then, mommy, you told me that, you know, you had seven of them. Yes. You did not have a lot of help. Nope. You were under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Jobs were hard to find. Resources were hard to find. So sometimes when the anger and the stress and everything get up into your head, you just became miserable and a different person. Anger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, she did her best. Yes. And she did her best. And and if I had children, seven kids now, I don't know what I'm And I know my mom to be a single mom. And man come and deal with her way. People deal with her way. When I go to school, people deal with her way. So like, imagine having that baggage and then your kids where you have to feel like you have to protect and people never deal with it no, no good way. You know, until me become something, nobody never really value Sylvia and Sylvia kids, you know, wow. and, and she operate on that thing there, you know, so so 
when she had she had a and she's supposed to, she knew it's not right. But what is she supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, when then... all is said and done, I'm grateful that she's the mother she is now to my younger brothers and oh. sisters. You know? Oh, and me as well. Like she, she am a virgin. Well, I'm a virgin. So, Mommy! I'm proud of how do you feel about what your son is saying, your fourth child? Ah, uh, I just feel motivated and happy. Mm -hmm. because it come a long way. It come a long way. That, because I just sit here and, and I remember the morning when he called. It was the 19th of January. And I was getting ready to go to church and me had been saying, Mommy, look here. That stand up on the phone. So I was behind, because my son tall and I was behind. And let me say, hi, daughter, but I read this and I say, I remember what he said, and he said, give me number, Bin, and from that, and he started, you know, when it, it, it really hit me when he tell me, say, I'm going to rehab, because me, I say, then no mad people go to rehab. So me, I say, I run on the ground and I drop a gun, because someone, my dream was for Dalton and I get together, because it was like something missing from me. Mm-hmm, what is this son? It's something missing, I miss my daughter and him, Jody, said, me not be saying, Mommy, and Jeb, and because I'm God. But we did have this man, mm -hmm. you know, and I am so happy. So how, how has the band been built? So you guys talk every day? Every day. You send him every, voice notes every yes, day. He and him send me some pictures. And yes. If we're anything him cook, him send it. <sighs> you know, for me, me have this neighbor, this good friend, Miss Powell. Sometimes him send it and me and Miss Powell look on it. And, has it know. been hard to, to, to bridge what you, what you, the time you lost or... Does no, it make just, it easier for no, you guys it makes it easier. Me just go, get into it. It's like yes. you was waiting for that moment. So me just get You're into it. Yes, into me it. just. Yes. I let me go. Me bed. Me just love him and come to bed. Let me sleep on him by time. Me never used to sleep in there. And me just hug the pillow and and the sheet of him sheet. And me wear him clothes. Cause when he did come, me teeth or two shirt or time suitcase. Yes. yes. He 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 told me that um, he had had more than enough run-ins with with dark places and even death. And he decided that he had to do rehab and fix this with you because he could not die with so much angst and hatred and, you know, right Dalton? In your heart. I know you feel like you're at a, a good place with her. You guys have really come a long, long way in a matter of months because you're both in it. That's what makes a difference Dalton, right? Yeah, I feel like, and, and if I'm, you know, sometimes I look back on it. The only issue that happened between both of our relationships is that we stopped communicating and allowed other people to communicate to both of us for each of us, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like, social media can be a muddy place sometimes, and people around can be crazy sometimes. And just, even like, I don't feel like no time lasts, because my mother has always been close. So it's like, it went back to normal really quick. Um, he's still protective of my mother. Um, and I will always love my mother more than anything in the world, you know. And anyone will go, whether I was working on cruise ships or rising cells, I've always tried my best to take care of my family as best I can. When I have it all perfect, you know, there's still a bill, there's still mm -hmm. a try, but we'll get very much better. Dalton, what would you mm -hmm. say to those folks, probably on the same place with you and mommy, about how to move forward? Uh, you know, I think, I, I'll always say this, there's there's right and wrong ways of parenting. There's right and wrong ways of understanding and taking accountability. There's right and wrong ways of leading people and your family into healing, as opposed to, you know, neglect and, and isolation and separation. You know, I think for as hard as the battles are, you know, 
there is nothing that could probably tear my family apart because I think experiences teach you. It's like it's like certain things glue your family together. You can't get rid of them, you know. There's people who I know say, I know the gated too in terms of blood, but when it comes to people, you know say, you just love. Mm-hmm. You do anything to protect them. And I mm-hmm. think it's 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 important to allow yourself to feel and 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 and, and it's okay to to feel like you've been done wrong or, or whatever. It is both parent and child, but communication is always the best, you know. Have a platform where you can both communicate how you feel, you know. Have a have a have a space where you can understand and respect each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where forgiveness happens. Forgiveness is not about the other person or to make the person feel bad either. It's about how do you not hold them accountable for what was already ha- what had already happened in the way that affects how you treat them presently. You know, okay. and don't rush it because you have to forget the yep. and, and just, time. Takes time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mommy, I'm going to give you a chance to say something to Dalton. Oh. <laughs> Dalton, I, I'm really sorry for what had happened, but I just trust the Lord that we will continue. And I can tell parents out there, whenever time there's an issue, just acknowledge it and just forgive and think positively. Put away the negative things and just move forward and believe in yourself and your children or your child because it all comes down to love, you know. And I love my son dearly. I love all of my children, all of them. I love all of them. He's forgiven you. Have you forgiven yourself? Yes. Okay. I am. Yes. Good question. God. Yay. Okay. Um, and it's not easy either, you know, know. No time constraints, it's not easy. What this lady has done is not easy. You know, she's raised seven kids by herself when all the man done, you know, not daddy, what did they do nothing? So she, she did it with her kids, good and bad, you know what I'm saying? So it takes a lot and she's a superhero and she should be proud of that. Awesome. All right, guys, so if you love Dalton Harris, like we love Dalton Harris, then You'll be happy to know we're checking in with him right now to see how he's been since we last sat on SimSoul Session. So, Dalton, how you doing? I am taking it day by day. No, for real, I'm, I think I'm on the mend, you know. Um, I feel like me as a new person, um, definitely, to myself. And, yeah, I just feel like there's so much open love in the world and I feel like these things I can now recognize more so around me but the, 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 the you know the, the battle don't stop it's like self-work I feel like until you die you never really stop working you know and I think for me it's now in a efficient way kind of like it's just in a more honest okay way where if I'm accepting certain things and just good with who I am I think that leads to a better kind of way you know and just navigating that because everything new yeah so so when we said the last time you were talking about your journey you spoke about rehab and and how well you guys were doing you and your mom in in mending your relationship and then um you know we were also happy for you and then the other day we saw a tweet from your account that scared all your fans and all the people who love you so much to say that one night you just feel like you were just going to give up and end it all. And you, you got up that morning and made a post that last night I could have died. 
um, today I have decided to leave. So what happened during that period? Um, I think I've, I think my entire life and my journey has been like, from, from, from I've known myself, I've always doubted myself, whether it was my value, whether it was what I thought about myself, you know, what I thought people thought about me. I feel like my entire life has been in like service to somebody. Like it's almost like, and it's not, it's not unique to me. It's so many of us live our lives where we're trying to live it in a way that it would please those around us because we either want acceptance, we want closure, we want to feel a part of something or to feel like we're, you know, like just like somebody else. And I feel like in so many aspects of my life, that isn't the case, you know. And I think where my hell was created was in my own mind because I've taught myself to try to be exactly what everybody else wanted and while it's a very good um you know trait to be you know in adaptable in that way it just wasn't real and i feel like um just suffering so much loss i think music has been such a great thing for me and and and, and i i've like since my life like work under the quiet and i've built a career for myself that is based on like you know, music and not really anything else other than that. But it was always so confusing because there was always aspects of myself that would be used against me. And the only way these things could be used against me is because these were things that I judged myself for, not because I didn't accept myself, because mm -hmm. I thought who I was was not okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, whether it was my relationship um, or just, just how I navigated the world, how I treat myself. You know what I'm saying? Like how I was seeing my career and this great thing that I had achieved just feel like the worst thing ever happened to me. You know and I feel like I was trapped in, 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 in between who I am and who I should be. And, and it just it's tough and it ranged from like even like things like people would speak about. Like, I guess the reason why I, I just decided to share everything publicly is because there were things that I had to keep inside, you know, and these are things that, it's like you have to be strong, you know, the public eye say so you have to make sure you say you're tough, and it's a tough game, and people don't really see the human being right. part of it but I decided to be a human being regardless of whatever any kind of opinion would have been, and it was scary <laughs> um, but you got so much kind of, you got so much love out of it because after you came came out, came clean, came, you poured out your heart in those series of posts that day. Um, there was a lot of outpouring of love for you. What did that do? Did, did, did that help at all? Because one thing we've learned is that even with all the validation you get from people around you, if you're not okay yeah. with you, it doesn't mean anything. With you, yeah, man. And, and, and I agree that. And also, I had to make a decision. Am I a Jamaican man that goes against all kinds of norm? Am I a son that went against all kinds of what should I accept or what I shouldn't accept? Am I a human being that was living my life in the way that it should be effectively for me? Or was I just playing into the role that I should? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things that you don't. Yeah. And... I just didn't want to live in a place where I knew that if I continued to live in a place of doubt or like not accepting myself, then I would continue to be hurt if somebody else didn't accept me. And I think also I needed to reestablish a connection with the world and God in a natural way. Um, because for a long time, like, we used to believe this whole thing where, you know, when people used to say, 
oh, the Bible said this and God not like this and God not like that. I'm used to judge myself for them things. And so I stepped away from God. Come and I say, if people say, you know, this is not cool, then I don't feel like God will go like me. And I, I hated God. I resented God because I was like, yeah, right. Look where I put me to, you know? And wow, I, 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 I went to that low place, but in that low place, I feel like it was very... It's almost like yeah, I look through a mirror and you see it. Like, I don't know if I explain it, but it's like you're, you're looking through a mirror and you're seeing exactly who you are and you're seeing exactly what how it doesn't work and you're seeing exactly... It's, it's like me, I say, yo, you can't continue like this, you know? Yeah. And also, like, I'm a grown man and I decided, though, it is time for me to be honestly happy with myself because if I accept me first in a genuinely, honestly cool way, then that's the start of my deepest healing you know what I mean? it's interesting to um, hear you say that you had stepped away from god because the morning yeah. when i read that post i picked up the phone and i called you immediately <laughs> um <laughs> and, and we had a discussion and you said to me i need to go back to some sort of counseling and some sort of therapy but i can't go to the brand name this and the, the brand name that i want to talk yeah. to a pastor is what you said. Yes. Somebody, yes. A, a, somebody who can, you know. So, so interestingly, you had this kind of stepped away from that notion of God and and religion and so on. But in that moment when you were most hurting, that is where you saw yourself. That's where I saw myself. Yes, and hmm. I feel like even you saying that now is like, I don't know if you explain it, and maybe people that are listening will understand. There comes a time in your life where you see yourself. And I think we all know who we are internally and deep down, but sometimes we don't allow ourselves to be who we are. Whether it's how you allow people to treat you, how you allow yourself to treat people, how you make decisions. It can be as simple as we are going to eat today to, to how you are going to respond to something. You know what I mean? And um, I, I've prided myself my entire life as long as I've, as far back as I remembered my relationship with music, because I think the reason why my story is, I guess, going to have people looking at it is because of what I do for a living. But what I had to learn to do was dissect what I do for a living versus what I am, because I am not Dalton, the X Factor person. I am Dalton, the person that's a human being that was born and has had a journey. You know what I mean? That's right. And I started to hold myself to the account of, like, right, you gotta be, you, you have to, you know, it's it not real. It's not real. And, and that, <laughs> that will mash you down for true. Are you living up to a standard that is not? Yeah, I live up to a standard mm-hmm. that is like slowly taking up, t- taking me apart. And, and, and it is not real. And also, it was too many conflicts of existence, you know, and, 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 yeah. It had to end because it would have continued, continue festering, you know. Too so many conflicts. Of I think existence. that's the best thing I've ever done for myself. That is powerful. So, what are some of the yeah. changes that you've made since that time to ensure that you are happier and healthier? I know it's still a journey, and some days are, are harder than others, and it's still a struggle. But what are some yeah. of the incremental steps yeah. you've 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 made? Yeah, I think um in 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 being public about. Uh, my dilemma I think the reason why I decided it had to be public is because if you think about my life since X Factor nothing has been private and 
you become when you when you when you when you give yourself to the public when you're a musician or whatever it is that is in the public eye if you're not careful you can lose who you are you know and i think for me sharing publicly was how i held myself accountable and how i wiped the slate so whatever it is that somebody might have felt they could use against me was no longer going to be so it, it was it had to do with my sexuality where so many people will inbox and say oh you know jamaica is not homophobic or jamaica don't have a problem with this or you're making us look bad it's not true because if my sexuality wasn't an issue it wouldn't even be a conversation because i have never mentioned my sexuality up until the other day right yet so yet still it has been such a thing that has been used time and time again to deteriorate the value of what i've done for not only myself and my career but my culture mm-hmm. and as much as people might have some form of issue with me standing up for saying child abuse was wrong and rectifying that behavior in my mom and seeing how much of a great mom she is to my younger sisters i affected change in standing up and saying if I were a gay man or a straight man, it wouldn't matter because I'm a human being and I'm entitled to that right. I don't see anybody different because of these things. As much as people might want to say yes or no, going by just a little fish or blah, blah. What I did there was to understand that I was no longer going to make these things be something anyone could say anything in a way because if I was accepting myself, then you it could have ended correct. that whole chapter. Correct. So you, know? you, you took your power back, guy. I took, so I took my power back, yes. And I didn't do it hoping that people would reach out and say, oh, yes, it's okay, we accept you, you know what I'm saying? And, and I guess that's the whole idea of coming out, I know, to especially people that are gay, it's always asking for somebody's acceptance. And when I decided to state what my sexual interests are, where gender is never going to be a, a, a label or something that affects or stops me from feeling anything for anybody. It was about me. It was about, um, it was about, listen, my entire life, this has been something that has, 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 has been taught to me. Like my culture would make it appear that it's something that is so bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always something, you know, and I just had to recalibrate and understand that it wasn't, it was, it was in my head and I was hurting myself because of these things that I would get every single day. So now when I did that, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was great that people, some people are cool and, you know, I'm sure some people are ignorant and thing, but mm-hmm. so it go. Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. the people who hate him. Jesus, the people who hate him. There's not a person when I have people who don't really like them when you know this public eye. So you can't really expect that. But for me, it was more important to state what I stand for. So the little, you know, little blog videos are the little negative things. You didn't need to tell me how gay I was or not because I know and it didn't matter so I guess it was more so establishing instead of looking for because I think it's always a bad thing when you when I don't want to make anybody feel like their value has to be from somebody accepting them because if somebody not accept you for you it them not worth you a fight yourself for. you understand hundred, and, hundred. And, and, it's, and it's not in a way where you're saying if you don't like me go to hell it's saying if I can love you regardless of any condition, 
it shouldn't be an issue for you too, but if you do not, it's okay. Just move on with it, you know? And it was the same for my personal, just how I felt about myself, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I felt like I was in relationships where that means a nice person, he's a really good person, like, you know, and people say that, but me a, it's just how I am, he's a, like, me not perfect, and, 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 and I can defend myself and be just as, 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 as defensive and whatever it is as anybody, you can be the kindest or the meanest, I can match any energy, but I choose not to, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't but, go down the, the rabbit hole with yeah, some of the things that you yeah. say. Yeah, and, and, exactly. and that is the importance of taking your power back, is that you know what you must leave, and what you yeah. must respond to, you know? And it's a it's a everyday thing. It's a everyday yeah. thing. And I feel like for me the narr that the narrative that was being written about me and what I've accomplished was now about my sexuality and, and how I was a bad son when this was not true mm-hmm. and all of them things they used to affect me. And then it made me feel like who am I? You know what I'm saying? If you're not even accepting yourself, how can you even expect anybody for respect you you understand and here you are at this dumb place where you're going to kill yourself now like is this what your life is going to be you understand you're going to just make people continue for come and just say things and you believe them things about yourself and then want to not be here because when i was at that dark place when i look through this window and i sit down and talk to you know the same place all i could see and sense was me being by myself alone facing whatever it is that the decision in that moment would have been and had i gone through and killed myself which was stupid i would be the only one dead the only one ceasing to exist and everything and everyone and every opinion and every other thing wouldn't matter the minute i acted on that impulse so that showed me that it was going to have to be me who rectified that change within myself and it's tough still, mm-hmm. you know, some days I'm stressed out mm-hmm. and I have anxiety and I still have depression mm-hmm. and um, money doesn't fix problems. Correct, <laughs> Correct. You know? um, and, and, and I've been such a source of support for so many people around me, but I feel like it was affecting me how I was allowing people to treat me in relationships. And um, that was no case, so I had to learn to, I'm still a do it, you know, I'm still a learn to love myself. I still I learn to understand the kind of man that I am. Um, I still I try to grow. I still may I take your advice. Some days when my days are so perfect and I not get everything done and more to get done instead of saying, oh man, you're worthless. And I say, ah, tomorrow is the next day, you know. All and right. All right. I work on it. It's a but process. It is a, pro- speaking a of, process. Speaking of working, you're, you're independent now? I am independent now. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I stepped away from... There's no record label, there's no management, there's no team of anyone telling me what I need to be. I no longer am trying to be a product. I'm not trying to... Music has been something that's... Like, me, they're London, you know? And living in London, like... <laughs> like, it's such a hard task to leave Jamaica, one. And it is also such a hard task to work on something that can like take you out of a situation, you know what I mean? And I feel like music has been such a blessing for me. But it stopped being a blessing because it became about numbers and how popular and how famous and how, like, it wasn't about that. Music was supposed to be something that I used to heal people. When you hear me sing, if you're in my presence or at my concert or at my show, it doesn't matter how many people, it should be a great thing. And I was beginning to hate the very thing that, that, that has been 
my everything mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because i heard, if it I heard was Tessan like, say the same thing when i spoke to her yeah like like you think and and that's why and i i used to say this all the time to all my friends and even when i was like even though i was like i hate the fact that i was known like me hate the fact like and before me do exactly i used to text like very good and my friend and i said oh them should i go up on there and name myself unknown so my face wouldn't show and stuff like that because when I was 16, I get a taste of Rising Stars and I hated it. I hated fame. And I realized my entire life since being popular, I've never enjoyed it. You know, you go from me, I cover my face for three, four years and me I go Casey mm. every day because I just never want somebody's opinion of what my life should be. But then I say, them, you're supposed to a drive car, you take bus, you this, you that. It's so many opinions on what you should do. And it's like... It shouldn't be that way. I'm a performer. I'm a musician. I'm not a star or a celebrity. And that was what affected me the most because every time something would come out or somebody make up something which was false, it would become like, yeah, here's this person looking for this and looking for that when I just wanted to be a person, you know? Right. So, right. Well, you, like, can't, no, you can't dial the clock back because you are who you yeah. are now. So how, moving yeah, forward, how do so you... What, how do you deal with all of this? The, the newfound independence, the, the desire to still make an impact with your music while keeping some of you for yeah. you. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a yeah, difficult like, yeah, balance. Yeah, me for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man, I keep some of me for me. I feel like music are mine. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm taking myself away from that whole aspect and, you know, now, like, I'm, I'm, I in Broadway, I'm I in performance, theatre, you know, that's where I wanna be. I do not want to be some some person like I fame is not the aim. A career is and I don't need fame for the career I'm on. I just need respect in my field, which I'll get through hard work, you know what I mean? Broadway. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I and, actually and, think and, you and, do and really well on Broadway. Want, yeah, we just want happy and we just want, you know, yeah, more, more enjoy what we do. And, mm-hmm. and, but I had a conversation with Tessan as well. And she taught me a lot of things because sometimes people, like when you sing like different, you know, I say sometimes maybe if me the DJ, they're different, you know, but I not just, it's just not my life, you know, me different. And it's okay, but. Now the idea is me to try reestablish a, 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 a relationship with myself. Me to learn who me is, cause it's a nah in the way that like, it's like. I wish them start teach a subject in school. We teach you how to manage anxiety, depression, you know, self perception, mm-hmm. self value. Mm-hmm. Them things do that help, you know, Very cut important. out the algebra. And Psych- you have you have so you have so much time now to try and. Um, carry through with that because you're on lockdown so you, you you are with yourself all the time so you really all have to time. like yourself um, or else it's going to be a problem <laughs> yeah but you know I'm a fine out as well it wasn't I've been by myself before this whole lockdown thing because when me are, when me are 16 my, you know me I'm going to make sure 16 not 15 uh, yes you know when me are 16 I was on my own and I was I was a kid that was a teenager that was fending for himself you know and I was just having a conversation with my mother the other day and saying like as a kid me never like how my father deal with me 
Because even though as a big man, it's just like when you, when you feel like you know, belong to somebody, it can have implications. But also, there's a flip side to it, you know, because I've been with myself for so long, but I've never really allowed myself to, to, me never kind to myself, me treat myself like a robot, like a machine. Like if I want to achieve something, me push myself and say, get this thing and do this thing and blah, me never treat myself good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, there's a balance where, where yeah, if you just, like, learn to be with yourself and not just, like, yeah, me there by myself all the while. Like, me travel the world by myself. When me work a cruise ship, me there a different country every day and I by myself. When me come London and me and me two suitcase them, me do expect that me by myself. Jamaica came on because it became this big show and the support was there, but it wasn't, it was always just me. But, but, I've never really taken the time to sit down and deal with my personal things because I was always too busy to take care of somebody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? I give right. myself to something else. I try to achieve this thing because I want it to feel valuable because I grew up feeling like crap. You understand? And when you grow up feeling like you don't have no value to the people who carry in the world, it can throw you off so you find solace in hard work. Mine was achieve the highest thing ever. You know, and achieve the best thing and be the best at whatever. And I would never be able to say what I'm about to say before, but I can say it now. I am one of the best vocalists of my generation, period. Male or female. And I, I achieved that because of my hard work and nobody can take that away from me. However, I am not a star. I am not a celebrity because I do not play that game very well. And... There's an artist that is, this is a man that is bigger than me, and him is a dancehall person, so I understand street cred and them things they have to deal with, because you want your show, you don't want nobody buckle you. So you have to be careful what you support publicly, but also you do not have to support me or anybody else publicly by attacking. And somebody said, are you an activist or are you an artist? I mean, I say, an activist and an artist is supposed to be the same thing. No, you can be both. <laughs> Because, not because if you look at the greatest artists of all time, they had something to say. Yeah. And they they united people in a way that was more fundamental. You understand? But they use their influence to bring attention to whatever me, issue. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think the disconnect with me is that I'm a Jamaican man who is obviously um different from what the status quo should be and me is not an aggressive person. Me is not. Me is just a boy. You understand? And I think what many people confuse is the fact that my sexuality makes them so uncomfortable that they find ways to discredit the intention. You know, so like when me used to see things when in the I say, "Oh, yeah, man, him just I do this because I want." Um, what them call it? Um. You want to do this because I want in papers. I I have been had my papers, mm-hmm. but when you, when you see them thing, they, it make you feel like what do people really think of you? And then you say, yeah, if them think this, then probably a truth. And then, and then I say, what the hell? It is not real. And you, right. know, you have to be kind to yourself, Virgin. Right. Stop focus on that. Be kind, kind to yourself. To yourself. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't be becoming ever perfect. I mean, as much as me strong and me tough, I may mean, try achieve still. My peace will not come from how much I achieve musically. It will come from how much I see myself and view myself as just 
as important as anybody else around me. Like mm-hmm. the important thing what me do and what I'm proud of is whatever me put out there is always supposed to inspire and make somebody feel better about themselves. And at this point it would be a disservice to me if I'm at this level and platform and not use that to help somebody else. Yeah. But me not afraid again. You yeah, know what I mean? Like good. I will not walk into a space or a place intimidated, but I also will not walk in entitled and feel right. like right. You know so I mean? It sounds like, to me like you found, me. you find the form, you found the formula and the balance. I mean, this is a start yeah, man, of the work, find, but you found it. it. Man, and me find it, and 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 me bring like even in speaking to my mother, like me know it tough for her, and me know like me used to feel angry because um like my little sister would text me, and because I'm famous, and she go school, and people know she and my sister, them go, oh, are you uh your brother? Or this and that and even though my sister's smart and she's strong and she not care it affects me because she could have had a more peaceful day at school if it hadn't been for me so may i say maybe my decision to take my career to the other level affect my family because i know my little sister for the school and if you deal with people that bully her because of me you know what i mean yeah and that used to affect me and like if my mother say, oh, we take the this and them, I say, yeah, that and mother, if you have money and this and that. Fame does not always equal money. Correct. You understand? Correct. And, 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 and it's like, I felt like now I had to become, if I become Beyonce and Jay-Z, you understand? And, and I just didn't know what to do. And then we have a conversation with my sister, like a sister, and, and I understand. And she said, yeah, man, everything cool. And I said, I can't judge myself for that. So it's like, we are Bill, and we are continuing, but I'm so grateful that I have my family. And I am also so grateful that I did exactly what I did, because if I never do it, Simone, I don't feel like I have the mother I have now. I don't feel like I have the sister, the brothers, or the brothers I have now. You know, wouldn't have the relationship we have now where it is support-based and not conditional in the way it has been before. Because sometimes, if you allow something to continue, you are feeding it, you know what I mean? Yes. And it, yes. it, it, it me, me not have all the answers and me still are work on things and, and yeah, well, that's all you need to do is to keep working. Yeah. We don't, we don't ever and we'll never have all the answers but as long as we keep yeah. working then we'll be okay. Um, we, we have to wrap up here but I want to know what what you're saying as you head into 2021, um, 2020 is almost done, Dalton. It's been a year for you, boy, but you, you're still here, and I'm so glad you are still here and you did not do what thoughts were in your head to do to yourself. Yeah. Um, as you step yeah, into I'm a new year. I'm not going to so. I feel like... Definitively, you're, you're done with that. Yeah, I feel like um, mental health is such a crazy and, and unpredictable thing. So... With the wisdom of my experience, I don't think I'd be able to say I will never have suicidal thoughts because I still do have them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you do not go from having suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety to having a breakthrough and boom, they're gone. But what I do have now is tools and a different kind of resilience to understand that if I get to a dark place, taking myself away from the world, will not be something that will suffice. You understand? But also, I have a deeper understanding and love for myself and acceptance that certain things will not affect me in the same way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So feeling like you need to be gone Mm -hmm. is not always a thing. But for me, 
moving forward more on love. <laughs> um, you want love. I want love, you know, for myself and for anybody who will come in contact with me. I want whatever I put out there with anybody that engages me and is in my life. It should be amazing. It should always be just love. You understand? Healthy. I just want and and positive and, mm-hmm. and, and, and in the way where I'm having fulfilling, you know, relationships and people in my life and with myself. So going forward is just focus on the task ahead, you know, and value myself, value the people around me and the law of attraction will figure it out and, and, and valuing God because yes, as much as I'm a pansexual man, God actually does love me and there's nowhere in the Bible that says I do not deserve to live because of who I choose to love. But I know people will 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 tell other people and for young kids and young youths in Jamaica, I know there are young men in Jamaica that are gay. I know there are young men in Jamaica that are straight but dealing with so many other things that would feel like they're alone or they should be afraid of something. And it is not true. It is all in the mind. You understand? I want to understand that the world is so vast and huge and, and, and don't judge yourself because the world will do that enough. You know oh what I'm saying? I don't want to go to the world afraid of anyone and anybody and live in that. It's almost like since the other day, like even something as simple as going outside for a walk. Would I do them thing there all the while, well, you know? But sometimes you go outside and like it's the first time I've seen a car and I've looked at the car and looked through the window of the car and looked at the person driving it. I mean I don't know if you understand what mm-hmm. I mean. You're not holding because your head down. So many times for all my life, me I hold my head down and me refuse to make eye contact. And even upon the X Factor, when they would like, give me certain compliments and you hold your head down, is because you never believed them thing there. So hearing it made you so uncomfortable, you couldn't even be present in the moment. You understand? Now, I see a camera, I look upon the person and wave and say hi. You understand? And, progress, and, Dalton. Progress, progress. Yeah. So, so that more and I feel like when I want to leave this with saying that whomever you are, whoever you love, wherever you work, wherever you live, however you look, you know, however you hurt, if you put all of us in a room and everybody connects on a human level, the only thing that would make one person different from the other is how they feel about their their identity and their connection with themselves. It has nothing to do with anything else outside of that. And that is what I understand. So you've no, got so you to love you. Yeah, yeah, I feel love you, love God, you. That make you love other people as well. Yes, and yeah. me know love is not me know say love in terms of like it's not it's not just a oh I love you. It's like accepting that there's difference in the world and it shouldn't threaten your identity or perception of yourself. So much so that you go and attack it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but me feel like I'm a good me not a good place. Me still have to go twenty twenty guys that need for done. <laughs> But I'm excited for 2021. I'm not in a way of like, you know, career goals or anything. I'm just happy for living. I'm happy for, like, I'm just happy for get up and can smile and know say I'm being exactly who I am. And the people them around me are feeling supported and, and, and care. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to love again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I just 
hopeful and optimistic for the, like I'm excited for the future to Excellent. be honest. And, and Excellent. Yeah, we'll see what Fantastic. Thank you, my friend, for stopping in with us today. Um, yeah. There's a lot of love for you here, Dalton. You know, I have enough, 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 enough. Always, and I will always, keep in always, touch always, with you always. as always. <laughs> yes, yes. Because, um, you know, if it's one person you have in your so, so this is a podcast now, thing up. Sure is. I mean, we're growing, right? You are working, I am working, you know, yeah, we are working yeah. on ourselves and each other. So, however that growth manifests, yeah, we just, we just accept it with gratitude. So, thank yeah, you, my friend. Glad to Talk to you soon, all right, Dalton? Yes. All right, take care. Dalton Harris there, everybody, and we wish him every blessing. And now we close things out, as usual, with our affirmation. So can old wounds make way for new beginnings? Tonight's show says that the answer to that question is a resounding yes. It takes work, takes forgiveness, and more time, unfortunately, than some of us are willing to put in or to complete. You'll have to look into some scary closet, confront some really bad things, and you'll have to lighten your load by letting go of some well-packed pieces of baggage. It will be hard, but someone once said the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. So you have to face what is holding you back so you can fix it. Use the past as a what-not-to-do blueprint and start working on a new path because the start of something new brings the hope of something great. And while you may not be able to forget, you might find yourself at a point of forgiveness and that alone paves the way for possibilities and for a fresh start. The decision starts in your heart, but in the long run, it will definitely be good for your mind, for your body and for your soul. We are affirming, I am committed to a clean slate and a new state, to starting over and to having the happiness and healing I deserve. Just like that, we thank you for joining us for this episode of your Sim Soul Sessions podcast. Remember, you can catch this episode as it aired on TV by visiting YouTube at Simone Clark. Cooper. Watch, comment, share, subscribe, and join this fantastic movement. I certainly hope you guys found some soul food here today. So until next time, every blessing, and remember to count your blessings. Mm -hmm.